All right. Welcome back to Shot Show 2024. We are live with the Ghost of Clover podcast at Bursa USA's booth. We've got a couple of great guests. We've got have six guests all day today. First two guests, we're bringing them here in a second. My name is Trey with Ghost Tactical, running the board and co-hosting, as always, is our good friend Chris from Clover Tech. And uh, we're going to bring in our couple first guests here. Remember, we have three 20-minute segments. There will be a break in between segments. So if you come back, we need to go, please wait. We're not done. We're not done. So uh, let's uh, let Chris bring in our first guest. Um, yeah, before we do real quick, uh, Lucy out there, not sure where Lucy joined up as a channel member. By the way, both channels, you can do that down below, mine and Ghost Tacticals. But uh, thanks to uh, Lucy out there, Ricardo. Caramano, Lucy. I guess. Because it's Ricardo, we call him Lucy. But yeah. got some explaining to uh, do. So here we go. Uh, Chris with Monstrum Tactical. Known Chris for a while. Awesome stuff, awesome company, great budget optics, I think, and uh, tell us a little bit about them. All right, so you guys probably know me more behind the camera, but uh, usually in my videos, I'll be like, hey guys, Chris from Monstrum, right? And I have a first-person view, but uh, it's great to be on here. Um, we specialize, for those that don't know, um, budget optics. Uh, this year, we came out with the first focal plane, uh, 1 to 10 Panzer, LPBO, $250. It's insane. Glass, it's insane. Lifetime warranty. Service it out of Lake Forest, California. So, yeah. real quick though, mm-hmm. for for you say first focal plane, I know yeah. there's some folks out there that's not going to know what that means. Mm-hmm. Can you give a quick rundown? Yeah, of course. So basically, just a layman's term, uh, first focal plane. When you zoom in, the reticle will expand so that you have all the correct holdovers. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 we we both use a lot of your products. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Prism. I, I've got a couple LPVOs. The Prism. If you guys have astigmatisms and you're looking for a great optic, that's um, a marksman. And there's uh, what's the other Prism that's um, great? The Raven. The Raven. Like the yeah. So if you're looking yeah. for a good Prism, they're phenomenal. But yeah, uh, what I love about what you guys are doing is you understand where you are in the market. You understand your niche. You're not trying to be night force or any of those you're, you understand where you are and uh there you go there you go uh threw that in there for you uh, now, now you can charge them extra that's right that's right uh but I, but I love the fact that you know where you are and what you're trying to do and you're trying to be the best product in that level yeah. and i mean for if you guys haven't checked out monstrum the glass quality is phenomenal um, but I love that thing, yeah. and that, that's the strategy I think you guys exactly. are just living We're just on. trying to scale all this technology down to like an everyday man, so we can save all that money on training or more ammo and stuff like that. You know, Absolutely. for families. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, it's not just the the optic side. It's not just the red dot, the uh, um, you know, the glass optics, but a lot of the accessories and other stuff as well. I know oh, that, yeah, that we carry a lot of rails, a lot of yeah. uh, mounts. Uh, that's our bread and butter right there too. The hardware, the hardware to mount that stuff. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And, uh, I know you've said that before that, yeah. that you guys have a large variety of that stuff and, and yeah. do move a lot of it. We do move volume. So. Um, as far as manufacturing, I, we talked about this on my podcast a while back. Um, that years ago, Monstrum had different manufacturing exactly. right, than yeah. they do now. So mm-hmm. people in the past that may have had the Monstrum products and maybe they they had an issue or mm-hmm. were worried about the quality, you know, talk about how that has changed a little yeah, bit. Of course. Uh, so we started ten years ago. And as anyone started, we started from gun shows, you know, like reselling stuff. But then we had the opportunity to network with these distributors and manufacturers. And eventually we had enough funding so that we could create our own factory. And now everything comes into our own factory. We inspect everything from the millings of, you know, the, the housings of these optics and uh, these rails, as well as uh, the glass quality itself. And we get to bring the competitors' items and break them down and kind of see, like, you know, where the value really is, you know? And we yeah. try to replicate that and make sure that everyone gets it. Yeah, and I, and I love you guys. Like I said, you guys try to master what you're trying to do. You know, we've got uh, the LPVO game, the, the pistol dot game are real big. Where do you see the optic, maybe not maybe not this monster, but the whole optic game, where do you see the next evolution of optics in the next couple of years? I think it'll be more... Uh, Precision, a lot more precision. Everyone will try to make everything more like a tactile, like all the turrets, especially with those precision shooters where they don't really look at what they're doing. They're just turning and feeling like the optic itself, you know? Yeah. And uh, just uh, sharper, cleaner glass. I think fiber optic is the next stage to uh, scale down in terms of cost. Um, we just came out with a VDCC one rifle for the Banshee, and yeah. that one like illuminates daylight bright. 
and it's at the price of like I want to say one thirty dollars, one hundred thirty dollars. You know? Oh wow! It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Monsum is great. Uh, like I said, we're going to talk a bit more about Monsum here. We've got, we already got some questions, and oh, just, just we once will we get once we get our next guest in here, we'll move into open forum. <laughs> we'll go through some of those questions, so just be patient. Our, our next guest probably doesn't need an introduction to most people out there, but uh, from Women for Gun Rights, uh, you about, got that what, right. I did. You know, I do homework. I it's do homework. hard for me because we started out as well, DC Project. You've been that for so long, and most people know you as DC yeah. Project. Yeah. But, it's, but it's Steel the Teal. See what I did there? So, yep. Teal for 2A, baby. Steel the Teal. It's Steel the 2A. Diana, welcome. And I want to take you a few minutes to talk about the project uh if you're not aware of what women for gun rights do it's an amazing project where they they go to dc and they have discussions and and confront our elected officials well you know so now we're in all 50 states so we started out going to washington dc and that's why we were called the dc project because i had no intent on starting an organization Uh, but 2019 we saw how virginia fell to an all anti-government from government the governor on down and 98 percent of those counties declared themselves sanctuary city to a city uh, counties um so obviously they're not listening to their constituents they're doing what they want to do and then i thought oh my gosh this is not just a federal fight this is a this is a state fight so i asked the women who had been coming to washington dc to come back go go home and do the same thing at the state level and since then, you know, since I started, I mean, I wasn't paying any attention to politics when I, I this is a totally God thing put he put on my heart. And and now it's a passion project. And um, and I just keep going because I see a need that I see the need that, that there are forces at work to disarm America. And they're really using the female voice to uh, not only uh, ask, but make demand. It's in their title. Moms demand action or yeah. uh, every town or students demand action. They're really using the students and the mom's voice to affect change. And um, I think that they are misled, that they do want to, they want to be safe. I think we all want the same thing, that we want to be safe. It's just that they've been misinformed. They, they, have, they have a utopia that doesn't exist. Uh-huh. And um, I think that it's up to us. We are an amazing vehicle to take the message, Absolutely. a counter message back to uh, even moms demand and say, listen, let's have a conversation about this because you, I think you're wrong. And I think that all these cities that have gun control can prove to you that they are wrong. It's not the cities that don't have a problem with gun, you know, this, that have the guns. It's the cities that have gun control that have the problems. Now, as far as the, the name change from the DC project to women for, for gun rights, um, what was the, the thinking behind changing that? And I've noticed that two-part question i've noticed that the dc project is still kind of woven in there will that eventually fade away right right that's our goal is since we're now a 50 state real organization that it didn't make sense to have dc in our name gotcha. and uh so we we had the tagline you know about year two or three we, we were like okay we want to tell them who we are we want to talk talk about you know at least expose who we are when we're talking to people and we had the tagline women for gun rights and now we're just kind of dropping the dc project gotcha so i I love the fact that you said that you want to have that discussion with groups like moms man action every town and all of that i suspect that they're not really open to those discussions with you guys very much are they well you know they've been beating people over the head and people haven't really been stepping up to them for so long that they're bold they're emboldened and they've never really had anybody push back so the ones that i have run into and and you know where you have to be very prepared not to you know you you, your immediate reaction is to be rude hateful throat punch whatever your (laughs) you know your reaction is and as long as you're prepared, you know uh, you know what's coming, and you know that you need to be the best representation for our community. Then you can withhandle the hate and the you know they're very high emotionally um, driven. And if you can just kind of stay centered and have you have to practice your talking points. And I've gotten better over the years. I know how to talk about universal background checks, red flag laws. These things, th- you know roll off my tongue and they didn't in the beginning i had to really think about it uh so you have to do your due, your due diligence and all of our community needs to uh, we have a one-page document on our landing on our landing page it's a uh, women for gun and if you're going to an interview if you're going to the 
Thanksgiving table, wherever that you might ha- be able to have an, a, a conversation, you can look at it and refresh awesome. some talking points. Absolutely. Um, one more question we, we talk about for me, and Chris might have some more, but for me, when you guys go to D.C., and I, and I see guys posting, and most of your everyone is at least trying to be a congressman or a senator from their representative state. And it seems like there's pretty much a, a good reception to you guys. Uh, do you guys find um, that it's easier or better to talk with someone who might be more pro-gun or are the better conversations, the ones that you're trying to change a little bit? Right, right. Uh, the people that you're in your in your camp already they need to be reinforced that, hey, we support you. Mm-hmm. They need to know that they, they've been beat up for 10 years uh, from with Moms Demand Action. So we kind of both you know, strengthen their spine when it comes to, to voting and dealing yep. and talking about the Second Amendment. And then those those conversations that are anti, those are the ones that, you know, we really want to have to say, hey, uh, you know, Democrat, there are Democrat gun owners. There are Democrat gun owners in this building. Yep. And they are the most important gun owners right now because they need to be they need to be stepping up to the front of the line and going into these Democrat offices and saying, listen, I voted for you. You need to back up off the Second Amendment. And, you know, the I don't see it. I know the liberal gun club is here. I saw a couple of them at the governor's deal yesterday. And I'm like, you know what? I don't see you enough. I need to see a little bit more of you. So and then remember that. And because and, I just when I started, I was like I was very much like, you know, using libtards and mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. use the libtard yeah. with somebody from the liberal gun club and they're like you know well i have guns too so right. you know it's it's an evolution it's life and you learn and you live and you learn and you decide what you're you're comfortable you know and i thought well that's not going to bring people to the the line so i've i've changed my uh, vocabulary and my thought processes some and um, it, because it is for everybody and we need to it's not a constitutional issue it's it's yeah. a it, it's not a partisan issue it's a constitutional issue yeah i found myself changing instead of saying democrat or republican it's anti or pro as far as the, the two ways talk because yeah. like you said right. there are a lot of democrats that are pro gun and they'll remind you of that <laughs> yes they will when you say libtard <laughs> yes but they they you know what i what i would fault them is that they're not saying it to the right people yeah. the right people yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah yeah um yeah we're ready for for open forum anybody out there has questions for diana or chris uh, throw them in there, so we're we're going to continue the conversation here. But a uh, lot of love for Monstrum. A lot of folks say they have them, they love them. A uh-huh. uh, couple of questions we'll we'll cover them. Uh, Sykes out there, uh, are the prisms etched reticles? Yes, they are all black etched reticles that illuminate up in usually red and green. You know, and that's a, a good point on the uh, reticles. So the Banshee series. And I'm trying to think of the other things, but but definitely I love the reticle on the banshee, that square with the crosshair. Yeah. I don't even know what you call that. It's all the X1 reticle. The X1. And now we have okay. three more reticles too. Uh, these cater to the more like like close range shooters, uh, low LP, LPBO type scopes. Um, they have that BDC type BDC, reticle that goes yeah. out to 700 Ooh. yards. Yep. And we some of them we really cleaned up. We got rid of the windage. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot a lot of users don't even use windage for LPBOs. Okay. And now, now, do y'all come up with your own reticles? Or? Uh, yeah, it's designed in-house by our lead engineer, Rich. Nice. Uh, I think you okay. saw him at the booth earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so he does all the math, I guess. So yeah, he yeah. does all the math and designs everything. Math too. is so hard. Math is, is hard. That's why I don't shoot long range. Yeah. <laughs> right. So true. Um, got another one out there, uh, Rich White. Um, the any, 1%, any, huh? any talk the one percent? <laughs> any talk about developing a zero eye, eye relief version uh, of the prison? A zero eye relief? That's what he's saying. I, I, don't, know. Know. I don't. I'm not understand familiar with zero. that question, but I'm assuming I was like ready to get yeah. schooled. I was yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't uh, think he means like uh, something with unlimited. Uh, maybe, maybe yeah, like that. probably. Uh, it's just the technology in the prism scopes is not how it functions like a red dot. You know, like a red dot, you just point and shoot. You know, right? But with yeah. the prism scope, there is like a glass mechanism in there, and it. It has, it has to be lined some up. sort of I yeah. believe too, just like a regular scope. Yeah, it doesn't float, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a floating dot. Yeah, it's just yeah. the way things are sometimes. Yeah. And maybe the perception mm. maybe could be changed or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. maybe it could be. Yeah. 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 Um, we've got uh DJ out there uh with uh Diana. So you had a great point. Uh there needs to be uh, far less of the fractional presentation, uh the finger pointing, uh and the other BS. Uh yeah. I, you know, I, I would agree. Open dialogue. I yeah. don't mind the finger pointing if it's done properly. 
because it's not maybe not to be Shame a, can be a uh, good thing. Sometimes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it doesn't mean to be a disrespectful thing, but if you're going to point out someone's offenses towards the Constitution and all that, say, look, you, sir, not everyone, you, sir, need to step up. I mean, so sometimes maybe finger pointing is okay, right? Yeah, yeah, I see where you're coming from. I, I think of, uh, I wish I were a debater like Charlie Kirk. Have you seen Charlie Kirk at a Turning Point USA? Oh, yeah, crazy. He is, and you know, he's smart. And yeah. that, and I think that's where, you know, we, me specifically, I'll speak for myself, but, you know, when people say things that I can't counter or I don't know how to counter, I know they're wrong, but I don't know how to articulate the point. Then that just educates me like, okay, there's a, there's a weak point here mm-hmm. and I'm and it, and it frustrates me. I'm frustrated. And that I'm mean, now I'm going to start projecting it on you because <laughs> I can't articulate and I can't yeah. win this point. Um, so I think that that's a human nature thing that um, it, it, you just really have to either educate yourself and really study hard and prepare for those conversations or recognize that you need to control your temper. <laughs> right. Um, DJ out there, he says, uh, before Diana, he said, uh, how would you recommend that we best spend the next five days, $5 and five years to support firearm rights and firearm normalization? Well, I think that it doesn't cost $5. It shouldn't take five years. I think that if every person that listens to this engages and does something it, do, mm-hmm. it doesn't always take money it does take your time right but if you go you know the election polls i mean go to the poll and, and be an election worker run for your school board run for office um you know just do something i was 40 some odd years old before i ever started like i served my community as a police officer but i was not i wasn't plugged into my community i didn't like I don't know. That's all I did was I, I did my job, Went home but I wasn't, I don't have kids. So I didn't, I didn't have to deal with the school board. I didn't understand how the city worked. I wasn't into politics, but I'm telling you that if you may not like politics, but politics likes you and you don't have to pay attention, but they're paying politics is paying attention to you. And, yeah. and if, if you don't do it, you will be ruled by lesser people. Right. Right. Um, got anything, Joe? No, I think I think we're uh, pretty good. I want to give uh, each of you a well, little I got, minute. Oh, I got, got one more. Oh, you got more, one more Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one Go more for Chris. Go for it. Uh, Sykes out there, anything night visual compatible that you guys do? Uh, not at the moment. Not at the yeah, moment. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're working on a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Most, of, most of the monster stuff, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I would consider conventional optics. Exactly. And I would think, right. I would think night great. vision, I see that as not many. Well, it's a niche. Yeah. Exactly. And you guys are trying to cover the, the more broad basis. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Chris, I want to give you a, a minute or so to kind of go through where they can contact you, website, oh, yeah. social media, mm-hmm. any place they can find you. Yeah. You could probably find us all on social media, monstrum underscore tactical.com. We also have a YouTube channel too. And uh, yeah, you, you can do. find us on the website too, <laughs> monstrum tactical.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Dino, obviously, um, each state has a representative, correct? They have a state director, and that's what we need is we need to bolster our numbers and create an army of women in every state. So it doesn't matter what state you're in. Um, we need you to sign up. It's free to sign up at this point. We just need bodies uh, to counter moms to be in action. People don't understand the threat. They had 200 red shirts. So that's how we I, we operate. I watch Moms Demand and I try to do what they do. They have a $60 million budget. I don't have that. Um, but they had 200 people in red shirts to say mom's demand at the opening day of legislature in uh, South Carolina and Virginia last week, week before maybe. Uh, but that creates that visual. So that's really the whole that we're trying to create is creating that teal visual for hearings, rallies, festivals, our communities, our friends, our families, uh, and make guns great again. You know, you can't say that because I'll set them off uh, <laughs> from being MAGA. Well, they're already great. They, but, they yeah, are, get what you're but yeah, so you can find <laughs> us at womenforgunrights.org and uh, sign up for free. You can find that one page talking point document there and uh, social media is women for gun rights. And, um, and then Facebook, I think it still has DC project women for gun rights under, we were going to let that trail just a little bit, make sure people understood the, 
that we're changing. If, if someone goes to the website, are there can they find their individual state directors and maybe to contact them for local events or something? Yeah, well, what they do is they sign up and then we plug them into their state. And they'll be contacted. Yeah, they'll gotcha. be contacted by awesome. them. Very cool. Well, Diana, Chris, thanks for thanks for joining. Thanks for this conversation. We we're gonna take a quick break, uh, but. Don't go anywhere because uh, we will be back. There's two more segments left, four guests, at least four, uh, that I'm thinking. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk with those. So uh, stand by. For the stand, stand by. by stand by. Right. Stand by. Thanks, guys. Bursa has been a leading manufacturer for over 60 years. At Bursa, they understand that your safety is non-negotiable, and that's why they've crafted a line of exceptional firearms that redefine excellence. Their state-of-the-art manufacturing ensures every firearm is meticulously crafted to the highest standards, guaranteeing reliability and accuracy when it matters most. Whether you're a seasoned professional or a first-time gun owner, Bursa has a perfect solution for your needs. From the sleek and compact Thunder Series, ideal for concealed carry, to the powerful and versatile BAR rifle, their range of firearms are designed for shooters who demand excellence in performance and design. Join the community of those who trust Bursa, a brand synonymous with innovation and quality. Their commitment to safety and precision has made them a trusted choice for law enforcement agencies and responsible gun owners alike. Visit Bursa.com to explore their full range of firearms and make every shot count. All right, we are finally back, but we uh, we made it a little bit of a snafu, a little bit of change uh, in the uh, guest structure, but we had Walk Talk America and Bursa for this. We're at SHOT Show. We're day three, and Bursa is covered up. So they said, hey, just let uh, Walk the Talk America run with it. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah, if you guys know anything about SHOT Show, you got to stay fluid, right? So, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We've got, we've got two great guests from a different perspective. We've got Heather and Greta, and uh, these are uh, Derek's and, and Jake's wives. And it's going to be interesting because... How is y'all's journey through Walk the Talk America, uh, how this has maybe shaped and changed your lives with your husbands being involved with uh, a pro-gun mental health organization. Um, beforehand, but let me start real quick, before they got involved, were you uh, or your family members, anyone, were they, they pro-gun at the, at the time, like for a long time, or is this something new to you guys? So I um, am originally from South Dakota, and so my family hunted. So shotguns and rifles is all they did. I I would walk like pheasant hunting, but I never actually shot a rifle. Um, so yeah, so they've never been against guns or anything. So that's my only experience with guns until meeting my husband. And so so Jake kind of brought you to the firearms world with him, I guess. Yeah. That's well, I attempted to uh, like 13 years ago when we first got together. Took me out shooting and. I was way too nervous, wasn't comfortable at all, thought all the bad things could that could happen would pop, wouldn't happen. I was like, nope, I can't do this. And so just recently, like um, October of 23, is I've shot more since October to now than I have in 13 years of knowing Jake. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. And so. Greta, uh, firearms history, background with you and your family maybe growing up or was limited? Um, my dad hunted, and um, I remember in ninth grade, he actually at school but to shoot in the basement oh. and we're taught 22 so oh, nice. awesome yeah that was pretty cool those days does are unfortunately not happen gone. anymore <laughs> what area was that again it was in oregon okay. portland area oh yeah yeah that's even a little out in the country sense. but yeah <laughs> well that's true as far as the the pacific northwest i think the more rural areas are fine it's like most places the city yeah, yeah. The one big city in the state kind of runs the politics or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so not growing up majorly into guns and all that. You get married to Jake and Derek and and now Our there's. Our condolences on that, by yeah, the way. By the way yeah. I, I, you know, Someone had to take it for the team. Yeah, they, they definitely <laughs> married. Uh, they definitely married. I think they know that. The other well, women, so. thank you for taking them out of the marketplace. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> When the therapist and the idea of getting involved with the mental health, but with from the firearm and the two A side, um, obviously you were probably involved in that. When they decided, hey, we want to start kind of getting involved with this organization, what was that discussion like um, from your point of view of saying, 
do we really want to go down this road? You have practices that are already established. You know, this could change everything. Were, were those conversations going through where you weren't quite sure where this could lead to? <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, it is a yeah, tough that one. is a tough one. Mm. Um, I mean, a lot of these things have just through uh, changes in our the conversations in our country and things um, yeah. brought up a lot of uh, questions and um, and you and being prepared for whatever mm-hmm. comes our way, as well as I mean, we have a family of with five kids and whoa, yep. and I'm at home a lot and. Um, just being prepared in those ways. And then when I finally did get that um, concealed uh, carry uh, permit um, and then also just went in and got my first gun. um, Yeah. It was, it was kind of surreal walking out of that building and realizing I'm actually doing what our, this is part of being in the United States. This is what we're supposed to do. Protect ourselves. it's almost embarrassing to say it, you know, how am I this removed from something that is such a privilege, you know? Well, yeah. there's, there's a lot of people in this country that are disconnected from that side of things. They, mm-hmm. they think that they're going to be protected. They're yeah. going to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Your husband's travel a lot now with this new venture. Mm-hmm. You have to be able and willing to protect yourselves. And a lot of people don't get that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So honestly, when Jake started, um, being a part of walk the talk America four or five years ago, I was just like, okay, cool. Go do that. It's your thing. Um, another, um, iron in the fire and stuff that you're going to be doing and everything. And then it started to build to this. I'm like, this would be really cool if you could actually go and speak to other places and do what you're doing. And I still wasn't comfortable with the guns. Like, um, not like I love that we had them, but I myself shooting them and you were like you personally. I personally wasn't with comfortable with my ability with yeah, them. Absolutely. And he would be gone, and he's like the the Glock is in the safe and stuff, and this and that. Like, okay, mm, yeah, nope. I don't want to touch that. <laughs> Where's and the baseball bat? Exactly. Yeah. Like, give my kids that. Um, and so yeah. So then all I don't know. Just I had this aha moment five, six months ago that I'm like, I need to be able to defend myself and my kids if my husband is gone and just feel, be a partner with him in this journey of WTTA Mm -hmm. and um, help maybe inspire, empower other women too. Because then I started to talk about guns at work. I just like blurted out like that. I think I want to get my CCW and a number of other women that I worked with were like, I want to do that too. And I haven't gotten, um, the training or like my husband has guns, but I'm not comfortable with them yet either. I was like, um, so we need to get together, take a CCW. Yes, exactly. And, um, have a female instructor teach us and get this going. And so uh, just the excitement and realizing that we need as women, we need to be able to defend ourselves too. And, um, be standing beside our husbands, the men, and Absolutely. help defend. And I love just that. make it more of a normal thing. Right. Yeah. Rather than yeah. oh, those those girls over there do that. Right. But yeah. I don't. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, just, we, and uh, show it for our children too. Right. That like, right. hey, mom right. and dad, like yep. we're gonna teach you safely from the very beginning. Right. Whereas we might not have been taught when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna make this a normal in our house. Right. Yeah. I love that. And I think uh, I'm gonna go with I know he's got some questions, but that's a great thing because you know, we talk about this, and I didn't shoot a gun really. I wasn't a gun person until I joined the Marine Corps, and I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't grow up with guns. I grew up in suburbia Dallas and, you know, live a, a suburbia life. Mm-hmm. He can't remember when he shot his first gun or what his I first gun was because he was, he's Ever. been had a oh, gun since yeah. he was born. Yeah. And so it's two different, completely different. So yep. it's normal for him where I had to kind of learn it later on in life. Yeah. Well, and, and we had... Yesterday was a phenomenal episode, by the way. Go check that out oh, and replay that. Um, and, and something was said during that episode that applies here with what you were talking about in the, um, the workplace with coworkers is there's some fear about expressing your gun owner or you want to become one or you want to do that. Mm-hmm. And so people hold that in and it's closeted. So it's great that you were able to kickstart that conversation. And I never would have and like people were able to open up and, and yeah. you were kind of that trailblazer that yeah. inspired everybody else to, to come forward and, and realize it's okay. 
to say, hey, I want to be able to defend myself. I yeah. want to be able to learn the safe, responsible way to use this tool to defend myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to bring this up because we, we, we praise both your husbands for the work that they do, Thank right? You. And they're doing great work. Um, I've, I've known Jake now for about five or six years. I just I just met Derek uh, this week, but I know about what he's doing up in Oregon and with two A mental health and all that that he's doing. And we praise Jake and, and Derek and and Mike and everyone out there. I think we probably all tend to forget that when they're busy going around doing these conferences and speaking, y'all are left once again to protect the family and all that. So I want to say thank you for allowing them to do what they do because y'all well, talk America, guys. If you don't know, it started, you know, gosh, what seven years, six years ago, uh, on a random meeting in New Orleans, and it has become what has become. And I love the fact that that there is now a network of clinicians that are willing to come out and say, look. We are gun owners. If you're looking to, if you need to talk to someone and you don't feel comfortable with talking with someone that is anti-gun, we now have a network. And for y'all to be able to say, guys, go do your thing is, is amazing. So thank you, ladies, for allowing them to do what they do as well. We have any questions out there? Anything, Clove? Uh, I don't see any. I mean, okay. there's a lot of uh, probably a lot of chatter. There's a lot of cheerleading. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What I want to do is, um, okay, what I want to talk about also now for you guys is you talk about the kids and normalizing it with the kids. Mm -hmm. um, when we're talking about the mental health side, and we're talking about with, with firearms specifically, obviously, but the mental health side, um, are they aware of what their dads are doing in the realm of going around the country, helping people, trying to expand knowledge? They, they, they're aware of what they're doing, really? Um, my older kids are. I have yeah. 20, 17, 18, yeah, so they, so get, they, it. they get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we don't talk about it a ton, but yeah. Um, yeah. they know they know that their dad's uh life has out. changed in the last yeah. you know several yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. On Fridays he goes to to the podcast, right? Every yeah. morning, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. That's my mom. That's my mom takes them to school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't bother on the yeah. or on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Mine are, ours, ours are six and eight. And yeah. so um, they know that dad's a therapist and they know about Walk the Talk America and okay. they, they know mm -hmm. the four gun safety rules and they just took a class recently for gun safety and they could have probably taught that class because mm -hmm. Jake has harped on them, nice. trigger off the finger, uh, finger, finger off the trigger and all this. And yeah. um, so they're, they're pretty aware, I think. When he goes to these things, maybe not the impact that sure. he's doing or right. what Walk the Talk America is doing, but they do know that he's going to go and try to help others to prevent um, bad things happening. So. Yeah. Um, I want to go, I, I think maybe we shift away a little bit from the, the firearm thing. I know it's weird, we're Sasha, right? <laughs> but in the realm of you know, being uh married to a therapist um what's that i mean what's that like i gotta ask I mean, what's, what's that like? do you, you feel they're always judging do you want the honest answer no. <laughs> we'll go off there real quick yeah, yeah. yeah. let's mute everybody no. yeah. um so you're married to a good one I think. yeah uh, that yeah. helps obviously um, yeah you're not so married to somebody who's manipulative no I don't we've been married less than uh db and greta but um I, I regardless of your profession you're always learning mm -hmm. Re even if like you teach it to others you're still learning it yourself that you have to do it in your own life right. um and so i'm still trying to learn from him everything that he teaches others and i think that he's still learning how to interact with me properly and communicate right. with me yeah. and so I, I think it's a normal marriage. It's just, uh, we're, you know, we just had to work at it and compromise. And, right. um, so what is it? The, I heard say one time, I think it's easy to get married. The work is staying married. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm going to be 28 years for me and be 30 for <laughs> 30, you this yeah. year. So, um, I know it for my wife, it's been a lot of work to put up with me for 28 oh, like years. Yeah, no, they don't tell you so. that when you get married, that work is marriage. It's it like is. You, no. It's a commitment. It, it is, is a lifetime commitment. It so, is. Yeah. yeah. 
What about um, you, for me? With uh, I, I think uh, just knowing that I mean he can't tell me anything, right? So any <laughs> sure. because he's a therapist, right? But when he walks in the door and it's been a rough day, um, just being that consistent person there for yeah. him and. Um, and I didn't think him. about the privacy thing, and yeah. that's yeah. got to be tough. Yeah, and hey, let's go it. for a run. Let's go lift weights. Let's, you know, yeah. like yeah. here's a meal. <laughs> and they don't want to bring it home. Yeah, no, they don't want to relive all of that. They're yeah. humans, so mm-hmm. they they it, it's it's part. You know, they have they get have skills to and ways to work through stuff, but it's still there's some heavy stuff out there. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's yeah, what, one thing it? that's maybe a little different than some people yeah. experience. They can't just tell me. What, yeah. exactly. what, yeah. one of, I know one of your favorite movies, Tim Cup. Yeah, what Tim when, Cup? when Renee, uh, who? Zellweger. No, nah, it's not Renee mm-hmm. Zellweger. No, it's uh, uh, Renee Russo. Renee Russo yeah. kind of gets the hots for, for, for whatever. And she calls the other therapist. Right? Yes. And she says, well, you know, therapists need therapists. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I actually asked Jake this, this is a couple of three years ago. Uh, I don't know if it's on a podcast or just on a phone call, but we were talking and I said, look, kind of what y'all are talking about. There's some deep, dark things that people get off their chest to your husbands. And as much as they probably don't want to bring those home, I, I asked Jake one time, I said, look, who takes care of you? Right. Like, who yeah. do you talk to? And he says, well, obviously we have our, we have uh, other professionals that we can reach out to. But he said, a lot of times it's without being specifics, it's, it's at home. It's the wife and the kids that, you know, you don't necessarily talk about it, but you allow yourself to release that. And he says, I said, man, there's no telling what you guys can bring home. I said, who do you talk to? Mm-hmm. And, and, and people don't think about the therapist. They think they know it all, but I can't imagine that scenario of all the things that they must hear and they're human also. So that's gotta be tough for you guys. You know, when he comes home, Oh, he's had a day probably, you know? Yeah. Well, and not be like, being that person that's standing there, but not maybe having all the tools like they do as therapists to actually be able to help walk them through that. So, right. you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go get my therapy degree, therapist degree. I have my degree in my own thing. Um, but just slowly learning through him, teaching me and us communicating that maybe eventually I can be that tool for him to Absolutely. help him out. more. Absolutely. So uh, DJ out there has thrown basically the same question as Diana earlier. Okay. And I, th- I think this could be a cool question for you ladies, because you obviously have your opinions of what your husbands do as far <laughs> as mental health and 2A and all of that. So uh, we'll start with Greta. Um, you know, how would you suggest people advocate for gun rights and, and mental health paired together, of course, uh, by spending their next five dollars, five days and five years? What do you think? You, you what do you think? What do you think spot, win the you? battle of two-way gun rights and in, in mental health? Well, the thing that keeps coming to mind, and this is just a simple thing, but just keep having the conversations. Yep, yep. Um, I love that. Uh, and I mean, that's so key. I mean, you know, have the conversation in your uh, in your community with your family uh, at work and. And then obviously, you know, with um, what the guys are doing here now, you yeah, know, right. like uh, all the meetings and all of that, it's, right. it's uh, you're just putting the word out there. Yeah. But, but in all of those areas, we need it, not mm-hmm. just not just the the big conversations, right. <laughs> but also just in the family. The like, big, yeah. yeah, the big conversations don't have to be the only ones. The oh, small right. ones are no. probably where the great yeah. stuff is. The, devil, yeah. the devil's in the details. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it was like at work when I just talked about like yeah. Reno Guns and Range, like going there and something like, oh, I really want to. And like, I had no idea. And I had no idea my supervisor was a CCW. And so it was like, whoa, you just, you just have to yeah. be vulnerable. Yeah. And say something that you're passionate about and, and it's that's amazing. the hardest thing is to allow yourself to be vulnerable yeah. sometimes you know? it, and it is real i mean i had a similar experience just i'm a homeschool mom and i got together with these other moms and i had just gotten my concealed carry and i was so excited but i you know and i just kind of mentioned it to one of the ladies she's oh yeah i do too and then i find out all these ladies you know oh yeah i haven't been shooting for a while i need to go practice and 
you know, it's now, I was say, there's a club. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing it's awesome. the, the women that are out there that <laughs> need to speak more. Yeah. We're going to do one more kind of a rapid fire, like first thought out of your head. Okay. Uh-oh. For both of you. What's shot show been like for you? Ooh. Amazing. Yeah. Like overwhelming not, or not, is it? I was, yeah. was going to say not, not overwhelming. It's like Jake has said this a number of times that the gun community is such a special group of people. Like they're just all so nice. They're so accepting and just really great people. And I experienced that this, these two days that I've been here so far. That's and awesome. um, I was like, this is, this is great. Amazing. And then you see the women, all the women that are here and yeah. it's. Um, and I can tell you, yeah. just in the seven, eight years we've been coming to shot, the number every year of women grow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the first year we went, there were some obviously. Mm-hmm. But every year and year and there's more and more and more. It's like okay, of all ages, is which is so absolutely, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How do you I think? Do, like shot show? I I do, <laughs> and I, I really enjoyed. It's so amazing just to see all the different um, the people. Yes, yeah. but also just all the different guns. I was like, wow, I cannot believe how what the the variety that's yeah. out there is incredible. Whatever you whatever you want, there's something out there for everybody. And it's and yeah. it's easy to love Shot Show when you're married to not John Lovell actual. Not John Lovell actual. So um <laughs> just wanting that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys we're gonna we're gonna take a few a uh, few minutes to uh to, to take a break for a second. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Thank brother, you. for coming on. You Your perspective me. is amazing. And and like I said, I do truly thank you for allowing your husbands to be part of our world because they are doing great, great work. So, guys, uh, we'll be got back in a few minutes. So stand yep. by for the standby. In a world where mental health is often overlooked, one organization is leading the charge. Walk the Talk America, a force for change, breaking down stigmas and fostering conversations that matter. At Walk the Talk America, they believe in the power of dialogue to reshape the narrative surrounding mental health. Their mission is simple but profound, to bridge the gap between mental health and firearms, because they understand that the real change starts with understanding, empathy, and open conversation. Tune into their groundbreaking podcast, Guns and Mental Health, where experts, advocates, and survivors share their stories and insights. It's not just a podcast, it's a movement towards a more compassionate and informed society. Join them as they organize events, workshops, and outreach programs to build a community that supports mental health without judgment. Join me in in supporting Walk the Talk America and visit their website, walkthetalkamerica.org, to be part of the change. And we're back. Another programming change. The casting couch once again has changed. So. Yeah. Wow. You never know. You never, ever, ever know. Wow. Uh, we've got a couple TV. of guests here that uh, you guys probably all recognize this gentleman right here. Uh, you might know who she is, but m- many of you don't know who she is on camera. Well, once upon a time, it was that guy's wife. That's media. right. That's right. Which is coincidentally on the back of on the, back the laptop. laptop. That's right. Which is funny. So we want to bring in first. Um, so the pound for pound sexiest gun bunny in the world. I'm going to, I'm going I'm, I'm to be a boxing promoter here. The pound for pound sexiest gun bunny in the world. <laughs> Love a Tron. From. The second is for everyone podcast and diversity shoot.com. The one, the only big, big Tony Simon. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. What's going on? I'm glad to be here. We're great. We're really glad to have you. You going to make it, dude? All I, know, all I know is mouth to mouth, and you ain't going to make it. So the party on Wednesday night's awesome, but it's outdoors, fish open, and and horse, obviously. And yeah, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm doing good, man. I'm glad to be out here. I dorked up my leg about three weeks before Shot Show. Fantastic. Yeah, I thought having that needle in it would work, and uh, they gave me a cortisone shot. Mm, No, didn't work as well as I thought. A lot of walking here, so I rented a scooter. And uh, my wife just sent me a video of a fat guy on a motorcycle, and she thought it was funny because she said that's me on the scooter. I have it. I will share it later. Yeah, she couldn't stop laughing. And and by the way, we love you, but we do make fun of you behind your back about riding a scooter at Shot Show. Just saying. (laughs) Believe me, I'd make fun of you in front of my face about riding a scooter. But let me explain something. This is my 
third or fourth year it's shot, man, it's a lot easier just to ride around and walk well, you think? Oh, I'm, 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 I'm jealous, honestly. I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I had the yeah, I, I might. I might take well, it, especially on Thursday and Friday. You know? okay. But if it's going to come a regular thing. Sponsorships. You, you got to have the stereo system. You got to have the three wheel motion. And I and, want the NASCAR wrap with all the sponsors that are sponsoring oh, yeah. that. That's the diversity shoot sponsors. Nice. Works for me because <laughs> uh, it's sweet not being <laughs> not walking. <laughs> well, you brought up diversity shoot in a second for everyone podcast, and um, obviously Tony is Tony is very well known in the uh, in the two A in the gun world. But for those of you that are watching or listening that may not know much about what you're going on, I want to give you a few minutes to talk about all the projects, uh, diversity shoot, and in the podcast as well. All right, cool. I'll go ahead and give the elevator speech because that's why I'm here. That's why we're in shot. <laughs> so I've been giving it left and right. In New Jersey, I started something called the Secondness for Everyone Diversity Shoot because I went and testified against their stupid gun laws. And we had 200 pro-gun people there testifying, and I was the only one that was black. And I'm like, dude, we're at the range. We have minorities at the range, regardless of what it is. We have them. And no one showed up. So I contacted Second Amendment groups in my state, and I said, dude, do you have something to welcome people in and tell them about advocacy? And everyone said no. So my friend Sean told me, I guess you got to start it. And that's what I did. So in 2015, I started the second is actually I called it the African-American diversity shoot because okay. it was done in February. Well, it wasn't very diverse. Absolutely. Well, immediately everybody going, well, I'm like, can I come? I'm like, I'm like, yes, you can come. It's, it's in February. It's African-American history month. Right. That's why I named it that. Yeah. But I'm white. The second is for everyone. Hey, <laughs> that's what I oh. did. <laughs> so I started that in 2015 and we did it every other month at Gun for Higher Range. 2020 came and I mean, we'd been going for five years. I felt real good. And then COVID hit and the state forcibly shut down all the ranges. And I'm like, this sucks. Well, since 2015, I've been coming on shows talking about the diversity shoot. A range in Pennsylvania heard me and said, hey, you can come here. Pennsylvania isn't closed and you can have awesome. an event every month. So that's what we did. So somehow in 2020, when all the ranges in my state were closed, I was able to double the number of diversity shoots I had. And you're not only staying in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. You you will travel, and we'll you travel. do travel to spread the message of the second is for everybody. We've been on to Omaha uh, last year. We did uh, in Omaha with the uh, Nebraska Firearms Owners Association. They were great about it. Tried to do it again. I'm sorry, we did it a year before last. We tried to do it last year, and NRA ILA was working with us, and we set up a tour. We were going to hit three states in one week. Rockstar, baby. And they were like, um, you're not a charity, dude. We can't fund individuals doing things. So that was just another less excuse that I have to not make this a 501c3. Different things have been happening that pretty much forcing me down that you got to do it. Yeah. Funding is really difficult. I, I This event pays for the next event, pays for the next event. And then when I need to raise money for things, I do things like right now we have a raffle. If you go to Instagram, Simon Says Train, you can see it. And it's it's a raffle for SHOT Show swag and a knife from Cobra Tech. Yep. And it's like, this is what I have to continually do to get money in. And if I were a charity, it's easier for these companies to actually donate product, swag, and money. And also yeah. qualify for grants. So that's why we're doing it. And what we're doing is teaching people about the Second Amendment in the state of New Jersey or wherever we go. Teaching people it should be an apolitical right. Absolutely. It's a natural right for all humans to be able to defend themselves. And the government is trying to take this from you. And they're trying to divide you based on race, religion, gender, sexual orientation. They're using everything to take your right away. This is the same civil rights struggle that we had with black people, that we had with women's suffrage. Everything is the same. They're trying to convince you it's different. It's not. This is the same civil rights. This is the same top 10 list. Mm -hmm. Why are they trying to make you think it's different? Because if they keep you divided, they win. My diversity shoots bring people together. And I intentionally use diversity shoot because I'm not allowing them to corrupt that language. We are diverse, but we're diverse in perspective. We're diverse in lives. We're diverse in lifestyles. It's not just skin color. All yeah. human. 
Absolutely. Yeah, they yeah. want you to think skin color. I'm Absolutely. like, no, no, no. We're diverse, and that's what makes us stronger. And I go into my events, regardless of who you are, saying some of the most politically, well, you guys know me, (laughs) some of the most politically incorrect stuff ever, because that's how we talk back in the day when we cared about each other. That's right. You could feel hatred. And uh, when you use the politically correct words, all you're doing is covering up your bias and bullcrap. And we can all see it. We see the hypocrisy of these people that use these words. Mm -hmm. When you talk, and if you don't know how to talk about something or talk to somebody or use words that are politically incorrect, it's up to the person that received those words to go, hey, hey, we don't use that anymore because it's offensive because of this. Mm. But it, it, what I love about that is, is if you do it the right way, they're not offended because they're trying to help you not to offend the next person. That's, That's all. A, it's, it's sharing knowledge and sharing experiences. Act like you care and also yeah. don't have the victim mentality. And that's another problem that people want to be victimized. So I talk about this at my event because there's been a concerted effort by the media, the government and everyone else to break us apart. So the status quo can maintain. So the diversity shoot is about getting people to understand this government was created by dudes that didn't trust government. Uh, this government was created by dudes that said stay strapped or get clapped. And that's why they have the second amendment. And they wanted us to have weapons of war. That was the entire friggin' point. That's right. And when I talk about it and we know history and we talk through it, people start to get it. They start nodding their heads and it's hilarious because they start out like this and they end up like, all right, let's see what he means now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not here to turn you into a gun owner. Right. I'm here to educate you, to tell you where to look. Yep. So when we talk about the gun violence epidemic, understand they need dead bodies to push this political agenda because it's less than 1% of gun violence deaths are mass shootings. Less right. than 1%. They never talk about suicide prevention. Nope. 63%. Yeah. Never talk about it. Yeah. Never talk about gang violence. What, 33 to 35%? We get into the single digits before we even get into justified civilian self-defense shootings. Right. And they never tell you what happens if all guns disappear tomorrow to the, what, 250,000 to 5 million people that use a firearm to defend themselves every year? Mm-hmm. What happens to them? If you think blood going to run in the streets for constitutional carry... If all guns disappeared tomorrow, how much blood would run in the streets? Right. It would be amazing because here's the thing. You're taking the guns away from the law-abiding citizens. Exactly. There you go. And you're allowing people to have them who are violent, and then you have to depend on mercy from the merciless. That's right. Bad strategy. Bad strategy. Um, we got an interesting comment out there. Oh. Seems how we're in the Bursa booth here at Shot Show. Yeah. We've got Oscar saying greetings from Argentina. Oh, wow. What are the odds of that? So, what's up, Oscar? What's up, Argentina? Yeah, Don't hey, cry for me. Hey, Argentina. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, we're going to come back uh, with Tony. If you've got questions for Tony, tell those out there in the chat. Uh, we're going to move to wildlife. Um, it, it's weird. Yes, I'm going to let you interview your wife. This ought to be good. Really? Well, oh, yeah. I know you're going to jump in. I'll you got plenty in. to say. Oh, yeah. Um, it's weird. Yesterday we had the come and I'm hoarse and I can hear myself being hoarse. It's horrible. Yesterday we had the conversation you and I about like the universe doing its thing. Yeah. With, yep. We had a cancel. We bought Mark in from Umarex and, and it what was happened. Amazing. We had the ladies in the wives in. We mentioned being, and then we had somebody cancel in this next segment. Like, what's up with the? It's weird. Well, you know, and once again, you have to be fluid at SHOT Show because, you know, people get pulled into meetings unexpectedly. And, and look, as much as we love doing podcasts and we love talking to you guys, we understand that the industry people here are here to do business. And if they have an opportunity to have a meeting, go have a meeting and we'll figure it out. And so far, the last couple of days when we just kind of like at the last minute figured it out, it's been amazing right yeah it's been amazing yeah so uh yeah to kind of hype it up gunpowder beauty out there says heck yeah uh that guy's wife media rocks so uh my wife armenthia dover and she's gonna be like hey you actually said mine yeah Um, for the first time on maybe a podcast maybe so shot show for you this year was 
I think, from my perspective, and probably you two outside looking in, better than any other. It, it was. For so, her? Absolutely. I would say so. so. She's smiling on Thursday, first of all. Yeah, right. <laughs> After last night, no oh, doubt. Yeah. Oh, or the goodness. night before. Or the night before. <laughs> all right, Pop, I'll let you up. It's on you. Here we go. <laughs> so coming in to SHOT Show, um, I don't, I don't, I'm not the firearms person that these guys are. I was not raised around firearms. Most of you guys know that, that know me. Um, coming into SHOT Show, I'm basically like a SHOT Show widow. They go and do their things because they're in their element. And so I'm kind of set to fend by myself. And doing this by yourself, it's overwhelming. It's a lot. And this being my, what, fourth, fifth year coming, it's not as much fun for me because I'm by myself. I'm walking around and if I don't know anybody and I don't, I, I don't speak the language. So this is not the same for me. Now this year I brought a friend and so to see shot show through her eyes and to have the female perspective on top of that, but she knows she's more versed in it than what I am. And so it just brought a whole different thing to it. And I'm like, okay, I need someone here all week with me because it made it, it made it wonderful. This has been probably, honestly, my favorite session. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you talk about everyone that you know, and when it comes to SHOT Show, we go, we do our thing. Yes. And um, we obviously have our own projects individually and all that. But a lot of the times, if we're able to, um, he might go to a meeting that I don't care about. But I'm going to go there, and he'll go to some booths that I'm going to go to. Uh, but a lot of it is for that support. Yes. It's, it's not necessarily that I need him in that booth or he needs me in that booth, but it's right when the booth, the meeting's over with, um, having that support structure and, and being able to feed it, hey, you know, you know, hey, maybe you might mention this next time on, on your pitch or whatever. Or, hey, how that pitch go? Did it sound like that, that sound bad? It sounds bad we had to talk about pitches, but that's what we're here for, right? Well, it's somebody that understands where you're at. Yeah. Well, you know getting I mean? excited over something and but you don't have anybody to share it with. Right. I, mean, I get excited, but something good happened. You're like, hey. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, it, honestly, it's, it's a good thing that just happened, but then it's almost a letdown that you don't have that person to bounce it off of. Right. It's like, yes. Oh, this sucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, this week has been so really I, amazing. I've got a question, and we're going to go a little behind the scenes. And if you're going to bring her in, then you're going to let her, we're going to bring her in. I want some behind the scenes of, of Clover Tech. How bad is it on the 24 hour journey from East Texas to Vegas in the car with them every year? Talking about coming two shot, coming two shot because coming back as hard enough as it, everyone's tired, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, honestly, this year has been better, and it's going to sound really ridiculous. Him changing up our music has been like the number one thing because I'm not, by the way, Tony, <laughs> a, a lot of Backstreet Boys in sync <laughs> and uh, Gloria Estefan. I really was looking at gangster rap, like 90s Brody. Oh, there's some M &M. Actually, we were oh, jamming. We were jamming yeah. some beasties and some, uh, we had Snoop on earlier. Yeah, cool J. Cool J. Uh, uh, oh, I was thinking more Luke Skywalker. Uh, oh, but, Cool mode, too loud, oh. like cool mode D and all those guys. Yeah, but yeah. typically he plays music that whatever it's playing, I don't understand the words. It sounds like they're all Pearl screaming. It's just it's, it's no noise. one understands Pearl Jam's lyrics. Let's just be it's honest. Noise. So all I hear, I hear beat. So I may be over there bouncing, being okay. This is good, but I don't understand. We that. also Thing found out that uh, lyrics are not her strong point. <laughs> oh, that's uh, we found out that. There's a there's a famous we won't we will go into the song or the lyrics. Excuse me as I kiss this guy. <laughs> that one up though. Uh, we can mention. I don't care. Mention yeah. it. Mention it. So the song is Escape. Rupert Holmes. Rupert Holmes. <laughs> and wonder. they said that you know if you like making love at midnight on the dunes of the Cape forever, are, she thought it was with the deuce on the cake. <laughs> On a cake. So the dunes on the cake. So dunes on the cake. This is Vegas. This is actually. 
Whatever you want to do, sir. But we can't make that happen. It's extra, but it will. We can't make it happen. It was amazing. But we all have lyrics that we always thought was something different growing up. I thought that uh, Jet Airliner from Steve Miller Band was big old Jet had a light on and not big old Jet Airliner. You know, I was like 12 when I figured that out. But, you know, honestly, the ride here, I think I think we're like any other couple. We we have our great moments. Yep. We have our horrible moments. Honest, but we have a 24-hour period to get here, basically. And so we go through all those things that we go, would go through at the house. Right. And we go through our silent moments where we just, you have that, where there's no need to talk. I mean, it's yep. okay being silent for a little bit. Or where the music's up or the music's down. And, you know, just kind of bouncing off of each other what's mm-hmm. going on or being that sounding board for whatever at that moment. Right. So yeah, coming, I, I think my wife enjoys me going to shot just as much as I do because she gets a week off for me. So um, I don't get that. Well technically I do because during I'm now his wife is exactly during okay. shot I am a widow. Or he's my wife. I'm not really sure how this is gonna work. But. Well and we learned the first year that that coming out here you are you're hyped up for shot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some get switching the driving and napping. It's easy because you're hyped up. You're ready to get out here. You're ready to you know, get it going. We've been coming and getting in on, on Saturday, you know, yeah. right? And then we've got Sunday. We can hang out and go places and do some things and like acclimate to Vegas a little bit yep. Yep. before we start the, the week of, of shot and working. Yep. That's how and, we went. In the, that's how we go in the NRA. Yeah. And, yep. and going back the first year, we was going to, well, let's we'll approach it the same way. And oh man, after two, three, maybe four hours, if you're lucky, sleep at night and running hard all day, and you hear what not I sound not like. This year we haven't getting four mm-hmm. hours. Sleep. Well, that's what I'm saying. But you hear what I sound like, so obviously I've got some issues going on. And we nearly killed each other. Yeah. And so we're I like, okay, bad. from now on, what takes a day straight drive nonstop going because we're excited. Yeah, we take three days, two nights stop going yeah. back and yeah. we enjoy the ride and the scenery and we take it easy and yeah. we're able to pull over more yeah. and, and do things. That's exactly it. So for our marriage, for our mental health, for our, you know, overall sanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Incarceration status. Yes. <laughs> that's, I mean, that, that's true. That's well, they true. took a lot off the table now that I can claim I'm a woman. I get locked up for leaving. <laughs> I'm transitioning. I'm just saying, you know, the biggest woman prisoner. Uh, hey, girl. That's right. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't know that you could claim the biggest woman prisoner title in, in I can tell the you United right States. now, I can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I worked in a prison and they had the women there, and let's just say they're bigger than me, some of them. And talk about the stars aligning again. Worked in the prison, prison nurse. Yeah. Oh, there you How go. About How about that? <laughs> yep. Uh, I want to bring in Tony real quick and, and give you a few minutes uh, to talk about anything we didn't discuss. More importantly, um, where can people find the organization, social media? It, is there a way for people that want to help out to donate to uh, the causes as well? Okay, let's go ahead and go with the social media thing. Simon says train is my Instagram because I started off as a trainer, and that's my message also. Simon says train is my Instagram handle. Second for everyone, the 2ND. Second for everyone on X, the second, same thing, 2ND, for everyone on Facebook. My website is diversityshoot.com, and our podcast is 2A4E Podcast. Second Amendment for Everyone Podcast, 2A4E. Now, right now, we have a SHOT Show giveaway raffle kind of thing going. You can donate $20 per chance. I've been collecting uh, a bunch of SHOT Show exclusive stuff, including the SHOT Show magazine. Each one they have a different day. Each day they have a different one out. So that's some of the swag that we're going to give away. I'm putting together a huge package of it, including the Cobra Tech knife. It's twenty dollars. Uh, go to my social media. You can see it. I'll have links there that you can donate. You can donate at diversityshoot.com on our PayPal. This is going to help pay for this trip and finance the next one because I'm on my way to Ambassador Academy in Florida with Diana Mueller. Awesome. And I'm going to be there for five days and a brother needs to actually fly down there because I'm not driving to Florida. <laughs> what? But people get fooled by how far Florida, how big Florida really it is. Well, from what your wife was saying, you take the motorcycle. No. That was, huh? bro, you got to see the video. Anyway, <laughs> but also, uh, <laughs> my podcast is a weekly podcast that I probably put out about four times a year. So uh, it's really fun. And uh, I got to get better at it because I have a lot of material. I have interviews. I actually have the first interview 
that the new CEO of uh, Tactical Response ever did. The first interview oh, he ever wow. did on the podcast. Nice. And nice. I haven't released it in like six, eight months. So stuff like that, I have I have awesome friends in the industry and I've been blessed. But this is a fight. And the reason I'm here is to actually get the industry in on it. Yep. We sell guns at our event, i.e. people come and shoot and go, wow, I never shot one of those. I'm going to buy one. Yep. And I'm like, wait a minute, the industry's profiting, but the industry isn't helping as a whole. Now, I've had swag donated and things like that, but I'm like, we need real money. I can't keep waiting for every diversity shoot to have a raffle or depending on people to send us stuff. Let these guys finance the fight because I'm bringing in people across the political, racial spectrum. Let's get in this. Come on, help Mm -hmm. finance and put your money where your mouth is. Right. Absolutely. Um, man, it's almost time, isn't it? Let's, let's call it. So, remember, guys, we want to thank you, Armentia, and, and obviously Tony. We want to thank Diana Mueller, uh, Chris Tran from Monster Tactical, and Heather and Heather Gretchen, and huh? Heather and Gretchen, Heather yeah. and Gretchen from uh, Walk Talk, um, for coming on today. It was a great episode. Tomorrow is the final day of shot. Tomorrow, the, the podcast will be at 9 a.m. Pacific. 11 Central, 12 noon Eastern. Time change. Uh, time change. There's people got traveling and, and everything else. So we'll go early in the morning tomorrow. Got a great lineup with them tomorrow. Club, you got anything to close it out with? No, that's it. That's good. All right. We'll see you soon. Thank you guys for joining. Well, guys, we do invite you to go check out both ours and Clover's YouTube channels. Ours is Ghost Tactical, where you can find all of our content over there, including our videos and our podcasts. And you can go check out Clover at Clover Tech. Obviously, you can check out all of his content and podcasts as well. We also invite you to check out our websites. Ours is ghosttactical.us, where you'll be able to find everything that we're doing, including our swag store. And Clover's is clovertac.com. Once again, find all of his projects, all of his swag, and all of that. More importantly, guys, we do thank everyone for always supporting both myself and CloverTech, whether it's just by watching our stuff or those that do spend their hard-earned money through YouTube channel memberships. We do truly appreciate you guys. You guys make this all worthwhile. We ask you to go check out our sponsors for this podcast, Bursa and Walk the Talk America. 